All right. Before I get to my next guest and, you know, our good friend, Tom Patry, and uh, boy, it's always a great time when TP is a part of the show. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, a couple of our friends. First, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Go check them out online at PositiveVibesGolf.com and follow them on Twitter at PVibesGolf. Their head covers and putter covers are a unique way to keep your mind focused on the positive thoughts, you know, that uh, that we all need when we're on the golf course, right? We, we do so much self negative self-talk. Boy, this is a great way to bring your mind back to a positive way of thinking and, and really just to have more fun. One of the things on their on their head covers, enjoy today. What a wonderful message, right? You're out there with your friends. Enjoy today, right? Enjoy the game. Enjoy being outside. Enjoy the company you're with. It's a great way to put positive images back in your mind. Again, see what I mean by going online to PositiveVibesGolf.com. I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus four technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play plus four and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. And this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under. I want to remind you about our friends over at Two Under, men's performance briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, which is another story. And your girlfriend and her wife is going to love the side effects, a visibly enhanced profile. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact, providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market. Use code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at 2under.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is my good friend, Tom Patry. Tom is a Golf Tips Magazine Top 25 instructor. He's also the new director of instruction at the Hawthorne's Golf and Country Club in Fishers, Indiana. And if you're anywhere near Indianapolis and need help with your golf game, go on his website, TomPatry.com, subscribe to his newsletter, and then go see him with book a, book a lesson and go check out Tom. It's not going to get any better for you. Tom is uh, just absolutely one of the best instructors anywhere on the planet, and I'm excited he's back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, TP, how are you tonight? Christopher, my man, what's going on, big boy? <laughs> I'm excited to have you back on the show. It's been a little oh, too long. We... I'm so excited. I can't even see straight. I'm so excited. I'll tell you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Tom. So, I got, Tom, I got, tonight. I got, I got a, listen, I, before you say that, I got a proposal for you. Okay? Okay. Here, here's my yep. personal two things. First thing is anybody that would schedule a podcast during Major League Baseball's All-Star Game may be a communist. I just want to just throw that out there. Okay, so, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, I can't believe that I'm, a, I'm on a podcast with you in the, in the All-Star Game. So that's number one. Here's number two. I'm going to take six players for the next five years on the PGA Tour, and I'm going to give you a choice of nine names to pick six from. Okay, I'm going to take Matt Wolf, Colin Marcoa, Victor Havland, Joaquin Neiman, 
Justin Shu and Sam Burns for the next five years, and you can take any of the following six of nine. Ricky, Justin Thomas, DJ Brooks, Spieth, Day, Rory, Woodland, or Tiger. Okay, and then we're going to compile wins and money, and whoever loses has to caddy for the other person for the following Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to take the six newbies, the babies on tour. Yep. Okay, and you're going to take a pick of those six of nine current superstars, or as I would put it, based on these six youngsters, you're going to take six has-beens against my six newbies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's that's not an easy bet as it might seem. And again, you know, we know how fickle the PGA Tour is and, and you know, guys can burst onto the scene and then and then fade away. But I'm telling you, Tom, boy, looking at some of these kids, at, you know, it's the new young crazy. guns versus the old young guns. I don't know. You might have the winning let team. Throw, let me throw a couple things at you yesterday. So in the final yep. round, we know Matt Wolf, Matt Wolf wins. We know that. He shoots 65. Yep. Collins shoots 66, and Havlin shoots 65. So they, the three young guys in the last round shoot 65, 66, 65. I mean, is is that unbelievable? On Sunday, yeah, stretch. I mean, I tell you, and and then you're right. It's it just it's just incredible, right? And then and then we have and and here I'm going to get in trouble again. I love to get in trouble on your show. But we have Speed feeling sorry for himself. Rory can't find the handle. You know, I mean, these guys, Justin Thomas has been kind of a non-factor this year. These guys are young, 28 and 29 years old. But guess what? If they don't be very careful, they're going to get run over by a freight train from behind. They need to wake up. Yes. These kids are unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Yes, they are. are. So let's let's talk about them. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, I want to start getting, you know, getting your thoughts on these guys individually. I know collectively they certainly burst onto the scene, particularly, you know, this this past weekend where it seemed like they were all at the top of the leaderboard. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on Matthew Wolf. He's a, he's a kid who's won the NCAA individual title earlier this year. Obviously, won on Sunday and just his third start on the tour. What are your thoughts? Can you know? Obviously, his swing is very unconventional. I mean, listen, so is Jim Furyk, okay? So is Gabe Brewer, so is Chichi Rodriguez, so is Raymond Floyd. Jack Nichols had a flying right up. I have no problem with the individuality of Matthew Wolf's golf swing. The thing that I love about Matt Wolf, and I haven't seen Matt Wolf very much. I've only seen what you guys have seen on TV. I have not seen him up close. But you know what? He has a huge heart and a very big pair of, and I won't say the word on your show, but... There's no fear. For these kids, these kids are fearless. They don't fear anybody. They are seasoned at 20 years old. This kid is 20. He's not 22 or 21. He's 20. Okay. And not only, like you said, won the NCAA, Nick was the player of the year in college golf. I mean, he made Eagle in 18 after Bryson made Eagle. Like, excuse me, I'm coming through. Pardon me, son. Get that funny hat and go stand in the corner and I'll, I'll, I'll sign an autograph as I come by. I mean, you know, get out of my way, you know? It's, unbe- it's just nothing. Like, it was no big deal. And then who do you want to mm-hmm. talk about next? I got the whole list right in front of me here. Who, who's next? Uh, uh, all right. So let's move on. Let's talk uh, Victor Hovland. He's uh, another guy, right? He finished tied for 14th so, this past weekend. He won the, 
the U.S. amateur before. Talk about yeah, him. So, what do you so, like about him? So all he did, all he's done in the last two years is he won the U.S. Am. As an amateur, he finished 13th at the Australian Open. He was low amateur at the Masters. He finished 12th at the U.S. Open this year, shooting the lowest score ever, 280 by an amateur, breaking a fellow named Jack Nicholas's amateur record. But other than that, he hasn't done anything. And, and, and he really played bad at the 3M when, when Matt Wolf won. By the way, he only shot 15 under, you know, for the week. So he, obviously he's not very good either. Who's next? <laughs> let's talk, let's talk Justin Sue. There's a guy who was a number one amateur and a four time All American. You want to hear a crazy thing? In college, he shot 64 rounds at USC, USC in the 60s. 64 rounds wow. in the 60s during his college time at USC. So, and he has no problem going low, okay? You're a four-time first-team, four-time All-American in the Pac-10. In, in, in Pac I mean, the kid is, he's just as good. We haven't seen him really shine yet, but guess what? His day is coming also. Who would you like to talk about mm-hmm. next? All right, let's talk about uh, Colin Morikawa. What about him? Well, so I love this golf swing. This is the golf swing that probably... You know, as a traditionalist and a, and a conventionalist and a fundamentalist, what a beautiful tempo. He reminds you of Al Guyberger swinging the golf club. He reminds you of Payne Stewart swinging the golf club. Just a beautiful cadence and tempo to his golf swing. But he hasn't really accomplished much. He's, he's only won the Sunny Hand of the Transmiss, was a Walker Cup team player, won the Western Junior, and, and before finishing runner-up to Matt yesterday, tied for 14th at the Canadian Open. Other than that, he's not very good either. Anybody else you'd like to talk about, Chris? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I want to switch gears just a tad, Tom, because I want to talk about some of the other guys that you say are the has-beens because, you know, we look at guys like Justin Thomas. You mentioned JT. Before we go on there, let's just not let, let's not forget this kid, Sam Burns from LSU, pretty, pretty damn yeah. good. And this kid, this kid, Joaquin Neiman from South America, has already won six professional tournaments at age 21. So that rounds out my top six right there. I mean, the folks listening tonight have to take those six names down and follow those guys week to week because I think all hell's about to break loose. Well, oh, they certainly have taken the PGA Tour. Yeah, let's talk about the has-beens. So Justin Thomas, 26-year-old has-been. He's got a major, right? He won the 2017 PGA. And he got off to a good start this year, TP. I mean, he had three top threes back in January, February, but – been struggling with a, a wrist injury and uh, sort of not been heard from much since early this year. Talk about him. I mean, is, is this a kid? I mean, the thing that amazes me about JT is he's 5'10", 160, and he's hitting the ball 330 off the tee. I just don't know that the body can take it for, for with just the frame that he has. But uh, what are your thoughts on Justin Thomas? Well, well first of all, we're, we're, listen, we're, 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 we're kidding around here about Hasbins, okay? We know the kid's a wonderful talent. Yeah. He's got... He's got tremendous game. He's got tremendous length. But, you know, I agree with you because I, I always worry about the amount of speed these guys are creating for the frame of their body. You know, I look at the speed. I look at the body. When you look at a Kepka, when you look at a Gary Woodland, who's a big, strong, thick-bodied guy, you know, you think that that can hold up a little bit under the under the speed over time. But when you look at a guy, like you said, who's kind of 5'8", 140 pounds, and he's creating that kind of speed, and they all of a sudden – at 28, he's got a really severe wrist injury. You know, I think that's a little bit of a red flag. 
you know, we, we've seen what Tiger's gone through with his knee and his back and his neck and, you know, and, 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 and his, and a variety of injuries. So I, I'm that, that to me as a coach, looking at a kid that age and that size frame is you got to sit up and take notice of that. You got to really pay attention to that. And you got to really think about how you're swinging your golf club. Now, am I suggesting they make a swing change? No, I'm really more suggesting that maybe he just throttles things back and plays golf in a, in a little different cadence or a little different tempo. Maybe listen, he's got he's got plenty of yards to burn, so I'm just a little concerned about that. Who who do you want to talk about next? Which has been now? <laughs> Give me your thoughts on on Jordan Spieth. He uh, he'll turn 26 later this. Uh, uh, he'll turn 26 later this month. On the 27th, he turns 26. So we know about his three majors. We saw him have, a, you know, a tie for third at the at the PGA Championship. But do you think he, he's coming out of a stretch where he's just had sort of one of those bumps in the road that guys get during the course of their career? Or are you concerned about other things? Maybe his mental makeup. I would like, I would love to have lunch with Jordan Spieth and sit down for two hours with him and just talk about body language and attitude and 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 how he presents himself and how he, how he treats himself. Actually, Jordan Spieth is not nice to Jordan Spieth. Okay. And, and that, I think that, you know, Bob Rotella is a dear friend of mine. And one of the greatest things he ever told me was the most damaging thing you can do is hear your own voice through your own ears, say something bad about yourself. You know, if you and I were playing golf, Chris, and, and you were, we were razzing each other and, and you kind of half seriously said to me, you know, TP, you stink. I would kind of look at you and tell you to, you know, go jump in a lake and, and wouldn't, and make no, don't, and I wouldn't think twice about it. But when you, when you do that to yourself, when you, when you beat on yourself in your own voice, Bob always told me that was the most damaging thing you can do to your mental psyche. And this kid beats himself up hole by hole, round by round, day by day, week by week. And it's, and, he, and he's been in this funk mentally. We've watched this now for, for a couple of years now. And he, and he can't seem to right the ship. Aside from that, I'm not crazy about his footwork and his legwork. I think his footwork and his legwork, it's really out of sequence with the rest of his body, and, and he has trouble squaring the club face up on a regular basis. So that, out of all the kids that we talked about in the has-been category, that's actually the kid, and I know he had that wonderful year where he set the world on fire, but that's the kid I'm probably most concerned about right now as far as going forward. All right. Let's talk a little Bryson DeChambeau, guy who almost won this past Sunday. Hasn't won a major yet, but he does have five victories out there, including two wins in the FedEx Cup playoffs last year. But his swing is unique, you know, a little Mo Norman-esque, if, if you ask me, and and then obviously the, the one-length golf clubs that he uses. But he's only a few uh, months shy of his 26th birthday. So give me your thoughts on DeChambeau. Is this a guy that's destined for greatness? Listen, you can't argue with the success he's had so far. He's played tremendous golf the last, you know, 18 to 24 months. Uh, he, you know, he's won, you know, a bunch of events really early in his career. But he, he's almost like, I, I almost view him as like a ticking time bomb, you know. The volatility and, and the, you know, and the anger at times is, you know, is pretty well documented. Um, he has, a, it seems like he has kind of a short fuse and that's the kind of motion I think, Krista, when it goes off, you know, 
it's hard to find your way back. He's so mechanical and so rigid and so um, robotic. Um, and, and I wouldn't compare anybody to Mo Norman myself. I, I think Mo Norman is in a class by himself as, as in a freakish kind of way. Um, uh, you know, I, I, Bryson, uh, I, I don't, I don't like the way it's not my style. I don't like the way, I don't like the way he goes about it. I, I worry about that if that gets off a little bit and he gets a little sideways, uh, the way he acts emotionally, he could, he could go into a tailspin. You know, I, I, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big Bryson fan on that, on that front. So speaking of young guys with volatility and a ticking time bomb, let's talk John Rahm. I got a guy that just won the Irish Open, but there's a guy you want to talk about a ticking time bomb, TP. So John, but John Rahm makes no pretense about who he is or how he acts. I mean, you know, Bryson gives you that cool as a cucumber thing, and then he, you know, he loses his mind. John Rahm has never hidden the fact that he's got a temper and, and that he could give a, you know, he could care less what you think about it or I think about it. He's going to go out and do his thing the way he does it. The kid's got a ton of talent. He's got a ton of length. He's got a ton of fight in him. Now, I don't, I don't like the anger thing myself. I think that's a little bit too dramatic for me on the golf course. I think that, you know, Jack did a wonderful job of staying cool. Tiger, for the most part, did that. Raymond Floyd was incredible at that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm more in those camps as far as how you play the game and how you control yourself. Um, so John Rahm is going to, is going to have, get on these tremendous runs where he plays well and just goes on four and five week stretches where he plays out of his mind great. Uh, and then he's going to get sideways a little bit and he's going to be slamming clubs and, you know, cursing at the moon and, you know, banging his bag. And <laughs> that's, that, that's just who he is. I mean, I, I don't, but he's got a ton of talent and he's got a ton of heart and feel and he's got a lot of golf shops and golf shots in his bag. And, you know, let's face it, he's won, he's won all over the world already. You know, he's won in multiple situations and multiple conditions. Um, I, I think he's around for a while. TP, just a couple more before I let you go. And I want to go back to Matthew Wolf for just a moment because you've talked about some of the great players of all time that had different golf swings, the, the Raymond Floyds and the Chichi Rodriguez's and, and, uh, and the like Jim Furyk still playing. But, um, when something starts to go wrong with a golf swing like that, how, how, as an instructor, how do you figure out how to get him back, you know, to, where he was. I mean, there's the kid's got so many moving parts and things that aren't are unconventional that it seems like there's so many opportunities for things to go wrong. How do you fix it if it does? You know, I, I I'm I've become dear friends and and follow closely uh, an instructor named Bob Grissett. I'd, I'd advise anybody out there, G R I S S E T T. Bob has a uh, a tremendous. Uh, resource of video libraries of, of golf swings from the turn of the century to present. And he's a wonderful instructor, just moved from California to Florida. So he and I have made a little pact. We're going to spend a lot of time together this winter. Um, but he's a, it's a, a tremendous golf brain. And he just sent me a piece of film of, of Matthew Wolf. And it's kind of from hip high to hip high, if you will. If you can imagine you know, the downswing from the right hip down through impact back to the left hip. And the picture he sent me, the video he sent me, was waist high down. So you didn't really know who it was. And he said to me, who is this? 
and he and I, I played the video and from waist high to waist high, Chris, it is absolutely believe it or not, it's absolutely textbook. It's you you wouldn't break it down that way because you look at you look at the wildness of the backswing and the rerouting of the golf club at the top, but from waist high to waist high. It is as good as anybody you've ever seen swing a golf club. And I'll, I'll talk about, you know, Nelson and Hogan and Sneed and anybody you want to talk about, you know, from waist high to waist high. It's as good as that. So he, you know, listen, that's all that matters. You know, that, that area of the golf swing is where everything actually happens, where the club is delivered and the ball is struck and compressed and, and, and leaves the face. So he has the ability, as does Jim Furyk, as did Fuzzy, as did Jack. You know, you know. listen, Arnold was not exactly pretty, um, but did a wonderful job through the impact area. So that's all that really matters. And I think we get our eyes drawn to that wild backswing and the takeaway and the change of direction. But he puts the club on plane in the downswing, delivers it beautiful, compresses the golf ball, and leaves the impact area down the line in, in, a, in a classical way. So when I look at golf swings that are unconventional, I spend a lot of time looking at waist high to waist high, and that really tells me the story of the player. So he is unique. He is different. It is timing-based, no doubt about it. But the kid clearly has incredible hand-eye coordination. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll, I'll go out on the limb. I could see Bryson DeChambeau losing the sequence much faster than I could see Matthew Wolf losing the sequence. How's that for a statement? Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. TP, one more before I let you go. And one thing no, that uh, I'm up to, I'm up till midnight, Chris. Let's keep going. I'm good. You, you, already ruined, <laughs> you got you an all-star ruined, game to get ruined, back to. Remember, you, you already ruined the all-star <laughs> game for me. So keep my mouth. Keep going. <laughs> I want to talk. I I saw the images that you put out there on social media about weight transfer. I want to talk about that because I want to talk. I'm going to be selfish for five minutes, and I want to. I oh, want to talk about that cause, because I've always been about balance. You know, fifty percent of the weight on each foot, and I wasn't a you know back uh, putting the weight on my left side and then transferring it to my right side. And I'm like, well, that seems awkward and weird. Until I saw those pictures of you on that board. Talk about how you go about teaching people to load up on the left and get it moving over to the right. Yeah, well, so I'm I'm going to be fair and play devil's advocate even with myself and against myself. Um, my good friend Bob Grissett, again, doesn't agree with me on weight transfer. He thinks you stay very centered and turn around a, a single post. And, and I've always been uh, been quite perfect. I teach two ways, Chris. I teach some people to load and release their weight like you saw in those images on the balance board. And there are some people who have greater flexibility, greater flexibility, that I try to keep more centered. So it depends who's standing in front of me. I, I'm a little bit of a chameleon in that sense where, you know, I, I teach weight transfer differently based on who's in front of me and what their ability is. I am a low flexibility player. In other words, I'm, 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 I'm a short little fat Italian guy and I don't have a lot of flexibility. So I've got to get my weight moving right and left to create any speed. You look at a guy who's got high flexibility, he might stay a little bit more centered and, and have a better chance of finding the golf ball. So I think it depends who's in front of you. I think that for the average player at the club level, okay, who is not an Adonis, is not Charles Atlas, and is not really, really pliable, I think I want to get that weight transferring. And that's what I use, the, I use that balance board with those people more often than not. 
the balance board I've had for about 30 years, I've just made it a lot more stable and a lot better product in the last two years. I've had great success with that balance board and teaching people how to feel and find a weight transfer and sequence their arms in the delivery of the golf club as they move their weight both behind the golf ball, back to impact, and through the golf ball to their pro wheel left side as for a right-handed player. So it's been, a, it's been a very simple tool but a very effective tool. And those images that you saw, the ones you saw on Facebook that you're talking about, was just a demonstration of how I try to play golf myself. Tom, before I let you go, remind our listeners again how they can stay up to date with all the great things that you do and follow you online and on social media. Well, tonight they can find me at MajorLeagueBaseball.com on, <laughs> on, the Fox Net, on the Fox Network until at least midnight. But normally, <laughs> but normally they can find me at TomPatry.com. They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those places, um, just by simply looking for Tom Patry. Um, but more importantly, what they should be looking for is next on the T every time it's on the air because it's the greatest golf podcast in the world. That's what they should be looking for. Ah, I appreciate you, GP, very, very much, my friend. Go back, enjoy the All-Star game. You probably only missed 12 home runs with the juice ball that they've got this year. So, you know, oh, I'm sure stop, the score is stop. 13 to 12. How, how, so, I want to ask you a question. How many games are the Red yeah. Sox out at the break now? Uh, 10, I think. 10 or 11, yeah. So are, are, are we looking for, are, are you going to tell me there's going to be a comeback in the second half? Is that what you're going to tell me? Of course there is. Why wouldn't there be? I'm going to be up really? in Fenway okay. just in a couple of weeks. I'll be out there sitting on the, uh, on the monster, checking out the angel series. I'll be down the third base line. We, my son and I are going up there. And the comeback begins, my friend. So for all our listeners out there, although I love Christmas Carol very, very much, that was a statement that proves that he's very delusional and he's lost in his baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Come back, start soon, TP. I'm waiting for you, pal. I'm ready for you. you come and get me. All right. I appreciate Chris, you, Tom. Go enjoy the game. Thank you so much for your time. I love being on, pal. Have a great night. Thanks, Tom. You too. That's the great Tom Patry, P-A-T-R-I. TomPatry.com is his website, and you can follow him on uh, on social media under the same. He's absolutely fantastic. His instructions are great. Tom is a great human being. He's a wonderful man and uh, doing great things out there uh, in Indianapolis now for the folks out at Hawthorne's Country Club and uh, everyone in the surrounding area. So if you're in the Indy area at all, anywhere close, Please go see him. He's going to improve your game. He's going to take it to heights that you didn't even think were possible. Tom is absolutely fantastic. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the Tee. My sincere thanks go out again to Brian Jacobs, Catherine Roberts, and Tom Patry for joining me tonight. Please check out our website, nextonthetee.net, where you'll be able to keep up to date with our guest schedule and see who we've got coming on. Please also check us out on a newer site, launchpaddm.com. Click on the subscribe button when you find Next on the Tee. And thanks to those guys. We're featured right there on their homepage. We really appreciate that very, very much. And uh, check us out there. And like I say, subscribe. You can also find us on a number of other great podcasting sites like Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, Player.fm. We're across the net. If you're listening to podcasts and you've got one that uh, is your favorite, you're probably going to find us on there as well. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our Facebook page next on the T with Chris Mascara. If you've if you got a you know comment you want to make, if you got a question 
for one of our previous guests or a future guest, please let me know. I'll be glad to get that question answered for you. And again, uh, check out our website, nextonthetea.net. That's where our guest schedule is going to be. Folks, thank you again for choosing to listen to the show tonight. We really appreciate the fact that you continue to make Next on the Tee a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about